And we're back with another episode of the Pals Podcast. I am your co-host, Danielle Golarno. And I'm Ricky Liordi, and this is our first official episode in the studio. And honestly, it just feels good to be in here. Like I, It I felt just, really like, good to record that episode on well, we, like on Sunday. Yeah. A couple of days ago. It felt really nice to be in here. Finally got a new space. Obviously, it was like fun recording with Devin and like us, but... The, it's just nice having a guest in here welcoming them into like the studio it's still not fully done but um it just feels good it's starting to come together though, like little by little once the tv's up once we have our new marketing assistant like there's so many little things that once our wi-fi like consistently works for more than a day yeah there's always growing pains whenever you move obviously um but i'm really glad lawrence was our first like kind of real guest in here it was so much fun like i actually loved him I actually thought he was amazing. Like even right after the pod, remember I told him like once, I think you're a very fascinating guy. Like, like I, I'm I like, I, I vibe with you. Yeah. No, no, it was so much like fun. That could have easily been a three hour episode. Easily. Oh, easy. Cause like he talks a lot. We talk a lot. He's I think a good it was storyteller really good. too. Yeah. And like his story is just like cool. He's doing, why do you tell the people what, what Lawrence does and why we had him on? So he is, uh, I want to say, like he's in the operation. Yeah, he's in the food and beverage space. Food, yeah, food and beverage space. He has his own company off the menu. Yeah, he's not just a restaurateur. Like he no, is. and then he he got into working the operation side with Prince Street Pizza and opening up different locations other than the New York location. So they opened up Toronto recently, which has like been massive here. Like the talk of the city lines were like three hours long when it just opened. Um, then they opened like L.A., Vegas, and all that kind of stuff. So he's just like really into everything and he's he, a food curator yeah and he made fun of us just because obviously we didn't know everything about him we didn't know everything about him but that's like kind of why we have this podcast is to get to know people he was great. and like more than just like listening like we're not gonna listen to if you've been on 10 podcasts before all 10 of those episodes kind of just kind of like a brief overview of what they did so i feel like we were able to learn a lot about him and like it fascinated us is well that said. is that well yeah. said yeah, um, he's he's and he's a great storyteller very rare actually not very rare but you know it's it's very nice when you get someone who's well-spoken good storyteller doing really cool stuff because from the how we got started trying to be you know an actor or producer in LA to pivoting to finding you know off the menu food items to you know working well, him with staying one of the biggest, in LA. yeah even him staying in LA, to working with possibly one of the biggest you know pizza joints in North America you know, and then the ch- he did the Tendy Fest. The fest. Okay, so that's like, one thing. Like in the episode when he talks about his Tender Fest or the Burger Smackdown. Yeah, like there's so many things. I'm not even kidding. I went the next day when I was on my computer at work. I was like bored, didn't want to work. I'm like Googling like Tender Fest. When was, when was it? Like what Tender won? Yeah. Or like was well, like the Burger Showdown so, that happened. And like he's worked with really cool people. Um, Great conversation. Great time. And yeah, yeah, great first episode. Yeah, and if uh, if you haven't already tried Prince Street Pizza in Toronto, located at Front and Spadina in the well, in the well uh, go check it out. He brought us some uh, some pizza. It's it's amazing. Yeah, we started the episode late because we're all sitting there, literally eating, eating pizza, and shooting the shit. Yeah, and we're just like shit. We should be talking about this on, on the, the podcast and not. I'm pretty sure even like before we even started too, he was telling us about how his one of his kids got was born at home. Yeah, just honestly, like just like such Lawrence, funny things. And we're like, Kate, no, no, yeah. no, let's save this for the podcast. Lawrence, like, we so much you're about. you're an absolute great guest. We'd love to have you back anytime you're in the city of Toronto. Uh, go check him out. Listen to the episode. Enjoy it. And, uh, and Danny, let's fucking go. Boom.
But yeah, so this, what was the, the what, Gretzky's basement thing? Because that's how you guys met, right? Yeah. Well, I saw him walk in and I like turned to Nicole. I'm like, I know who this guy is. And I was like, but I can't put a face to the name right now. And I would literally open my email and it was your Gmail. And you had just accepted our like calendar invite for like the updated time for the podcast. As I was walking into the basement. Like maybe like an hour before, but like I had just opened it. So I like opened my email up and I just see your face. I'm like, oh, that's Lawrence. He's coming on the podcast on Sunday. Like what are the odds? And you approached him? Yeah. Good for you. Aren't you proud of me? I actually am proud because so many people like <laughs> they won't approach people. Why? I, I don't get it. Like there's so many people that like, oh, I know that person. It's like, go say hi. It's like, well, I don't know him personally. I'm like. Well, I just knew I was going to meet him. What I was going to do, see his face and then come see him on Sunday and not say anything? Like, Think about all the missed opportunities people don't have because they don't have the balls to go and step up. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, if I I follow someone on social media or I know who they are and, like, I want to meet them, I'll go talk to them. Like, no shame. You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. 100%? That's Wayne Gretzky. No, I, that's my quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Michael Scott, the famous Michael Scott. Do you watch, do you watch the office? What's that? Do you watch the office? No, but some of my, my employees are like, you're like that, that the kind of cooler <laughs> version of him. And I was like, that's a fucking insult. No, it's not. It's like my, one of my favorite characters in like TV history. Yeah. yeah. But even like, just, you, you know, you've got a good guess. And like, we just said this off air, but when someone comes in like, Asking questions, just chatting right off the bat. You're like, you know, this is going to be a good episode. We try and do like 10 minute sit downs just to like let the guests get a feel for who we are. Like get comfortable because usually the first like 20, 30 minutes of the pod starts slow and then the second half picks up. But as I was just telling you, like our listeners more listen to the first half than the second half. So, oh, we, so all your listeners are missing out on, on, so, on, so, on some episodes. I'm like, oh, like, like, I love that episode. I'm like, oh, did you hear that story? They're like, oh, I was like, you didn't listen to the very end, did you? Like, no, I was like, go listen to the fucking second half. It was such a good story. But like when someone comes in and you're like, fuck, like I want to continue this like meet and greet kind of part. But I'm like, some of these stories are so good for the pod that like we, we need to start. You know what rolling. you guys need to do is like, you know, like those really artsy movies start with the back end of the podcast and then, and then just like, flip it. Roll in. Flip it. We could try it one day. Try it with with an episode that works. Like try yeah, it. Yeah, with like, an episode where it's like noticeable difference in the first 100. half and the second half. And we have somewhere we know. Like the second half was like on fire and we're yeah. all just like going on all cylinders. And then. We could definitely try it. Danny's like, I don't know. And Danny's <laughs> kind of the boss. So like I, I listen to her when she says. Um, but Loris, we, we want to get you on specifically to talk about Prince Street. Like this is, I feel like it's probably like one of the biggest like food and beverage stories in Toronto of the last like year or so, you know, like everybody knows Prince street, New York, how, tell us the story, how you brought it here, how it started, the, the idea, how the relationship started, everything. All right. So I'm just going to just D- dive into it. So, um, I started an app in, uh, 2016, 17, 16, uh, called off the menu. I curated all the best secret menu items from all the coolest restaurants across North America. And I raised a little bit of money, went through it within the first probably six months and had to figure out a, like a strategy of how to like pivot from there. And so I started a food club in LA called off the menu. You paid $20 a month and you got access to one free secret menu item every day at cool restaurants around LA. So in order to do that, so wait, sorry, you, this was like a, an, like a, a membership club. Yeah, it was 20 bucks. A, a food club. Got- that's a genius idea for off the menu. Yeah, no, no. Everyone says that, but it, it, it ended, it had a good run of like six years. Inevitably it was, I tried to do too much. 
Um, but I'll get, I'll get, let's, I'll focus on the Prince Street pizza of it. Um, so in 2000, I'd go to New York and my friend was Sean Avery, a hockey player from Toronto. And he, he's like, dude, best pizza, Prince Street pizza. You got to go. So I'd go to Prince Street and I met the, the owner's son, Dom, and we became friends. And in 2018, I called him. I said, why don't we bring Prince Street to LA as a pop-up on national pizza day? And he's like, let's do it. So we did it. I had three hour lines down the block. I had childish Gambino waiting in line in the pouring rain the year he won his two uh, Grammys. And I was, it was insane. I was like, this is absolutely insane. We have to open one up in LA. I fly to New York the couple weeks later to meet Dom and his father at Peter Luger. And I made a pitch that was basically like, Hey, I think Prince street, you could have one Prince street in every major cities and some of the majors, like the really big cities like LA, you could probably have like three, maybe five. Um, and so we, let's start with one. So I opened one up in LA, uh, during the pandemic and I had lo- lines in two zip codes literally in West Hollywood and going all the way to Beverly Hills. It's right on sunset, right? It's right on sunset yeah. Boulevard. It's very close to Beverly Hills. So saying but anyways, it, it, um, and it was, a, it was a massive success. And, um, I, I basically from there just started building the brand, building the culture, building like the Prince street in, in LA. Um, and then one thing led to another and I became really close with a family. We did a deal where I became the CEO of the whole business and uh, a partner in the whole business. And, you know, we made a pact to like build Prince Street as being the premium pizzeria in America or the world. Like that's really the goal is I want to be the premium pizzeria. I saw pizzeria. one, I was in Vegas in November and I saw one open up at the- Durango. New, at the Resort World. No, Durango, not Resorts World. Resorts World tanking. I, am I not- was I? You're smoking uh, <laughs> something. Yeah, no, we're not in the resorts world. There's a place called Mulberry Pizza. That's actually it's it's it was it was. was but you guys my, opened up in Vegas. Yeah, we opened up. Okay, at, so I walked by. I'm so just we on wa- Mars we right opened now. up at the Durango in Vegas. Okay, yes. Um, obviously, me being from Toronto, I was like, okay, we gotta have one in Toronto. And so many people calling me, being like, dude, why don't you open one up in Toronto? Um, so I actively, actively was looking for locations in Toronto and I signed my deal in Toronto probably two and a half years ago. Like literally it was my second lease or third lease I signed. I've opened 10 of them now since then. And, and it took the well, the well, and I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that, (laughs) but I don't know what's going on in Toronto during COVID. Apparently nothing, nothing Nothing happened, nothing happened. And, um, and it took like literally like two and a half years to build. So, uh, it should have been a lot sooner, but, um, so I think the anticipation and the hype people knew it was coming to Toronto and yeah. So, um, I looked at a couple locations. This one was the well, I just, well, it's perfect. I saw the vision for it. I saw, you know, so we opened up in September, um, at the well and kind of that's how Prince street pizza came to Toronto. I have so many questions and I didn't want to interrupt that story because it was a good story. Um, my first is what brought you to LA originally? Uh, entertainment business. I wanted to be, I wanted to like produce act. I wanted okay. to be involved in it. I had started doing a TV series here. I don't know the name of it. It was a hockey TV series. I was an extra in it. 
and I was just like blown away by the production and everything going on. And I was getting $600 a day at like, you know, 17 years old, 18 years old. I was like, wow, I'm rich. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. I get it. As being an extra playing yeah. hockey, I was like, this is awesome. And I really wanted to learn it. So I started taking film classes and I moved to LA to go to the New York Film Academy at Universal Studios. And I never, I never moved back. I was like, that was it. I, I was like living on a couch in a backyard. I was like pretend, telling all my Toronto friends, oh, I'm crushing it down here. Fucking, I didn't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> That's always how it goes. Like, you don't want to say fake it till you make it, but sometimes like you got to, because fake it till you make it is almost like manifesting. Like it's very similar. Yeah. Like there's so many times where I'm like, I don't have this yet, but I'm just going to tell people I have it, kind of pretend I have it, and then eventually I yeah. will have it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to tell my parents and my family and friends. I'm, I'm fucking like, broke. I can't on. get into a club. I don't have any money, and I'm living in a backyard. I feel like that's yeah. LA, though. <laughs> Everyone in LA, everyone's trying to get somewhere. Yeah, it's just, it's so that's crazy. you move there. I, I think it's everywhere. Every major yeah. city where you have a dream yeah. to do something, unless it's like... Not everybody's just handed you yeah, like the yeah, keys yeah. to the kingdom. Like who know? from New York is actually from New York that's living in the city? I feel Anyone like New York's coming a lot. up? Maybe no. LA is different. I don't. I feel like a lot of people from LA aren't from LA. Yeah, but I feel like New York too. If you're really? living in the city of New York, like not in the suburbs, like the other boroughs, but maybe I, I, you could be right. Well, I'm not going to fight you on it, but I think he. I know for a fact. LA, that everyone's a lot from, of people don't live in L, aren't from LA. Yeah. But I'll tell you, this: the best people are the people that are from LA yeah. and that grew up in LA, they get such a bad rap. And I was like, no, the actual, the people that are fucking the bozos are the people that move from other places to come to LA. The actual people that grew up in LA, like some of my like closest friends in LA are the people that grew up in LA. Why do you think that is? Because I think everybody comes like with a dream or a hope and usually gets crushed and usually, you know, They're jaded you, or something, you get become jaded and you like, and then, it's a you know trickle effect that just is disastrous until they move back to their hometown or wherever they're from. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's like small town Missouri or something. Whatever yeah. you know. So when did? Okay, because again now more to unpack. So you <laughs> went there for entertainment, realized it wasn't going to work at roughly wait what age? Like how did you go from there to food? Like, oh, no, were you well, always a foodie? So no, so because um, you are a foodie. Yeah. Man. So I tell everybody. Yeah, totally. My family is a massive like. Food family. But your family's also because like, like Zach used to do movies and stuff too. Yeah, like, Zach did TV shows and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Something like that too. So your family. We were all like failed. We were all fa failed entertainers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach did a Zach did some show. Isn't that how he got like a whole bunch yeah, of? Yeah, no. Followers? Listen, I produced Spaceballs animated series for Mel Brooks. I like. I had TV oh, shows. You, I you sold. Were, you didn't not make it. Like no, you were doing some stuff. Yeah, but unless you really make it in entertain in like Hollywood, you're not. You're here. not making it. Like, you know, you're still living in a What was like your spot. dream thing to do? Yeah. I think I want, I mean, I think they changed. My dream as growing up as a Canadian was to play in the NHL. Fucking right. But I, you know, I was short and fat and, you know, it wasn't like. Don't sell it yourself short, buddy. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, but I, no, but I was. You're handsome, I was, so it's okay. No, I, and I was actually in great shape when I played hockey. Yeah, like, um, but. You were one knee injury away uh, from making it, right? I think as a, yeah, as a, no, but at the time when I played, it was like nobody under, under uh, six foot was going anywhere unless you were insanely skilled. But it's still kind of like that, right? Like you have to be so good unless you're like, if you're not a big person, like the Martin St. Louis are one, on, one in a billion. You right? have to be amazing. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I want to be a hockey player. I want to produce movies. You know, and then as you grow, 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 older, grow older, you understand you just want to do what you love. And I always loved food. 
I just didn't see how I fit in the food space because I wasn't a chef. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand just the same way. I didn't understand that I could be a producer in Hollywood. I thought you, Oh, you'd be an actor first then you could become a producer. I thought you had to have money to be a producer. You know, I didn't under, you didn't understand. And what happened was, is that my dream just became, became like building these brands and, you know, creating the best of what you can do. And, um, your dreams change. Like as I had a family, became a father, my dreams are to like have, make sure my family is taken care of and my children have an amazing life. And like, so those are my dreams now in order to get those things, you have to work hard every single day. The greatest thing for me is like, I don't feel like I have a job. Like people ask me like about your job and it's like, I have the greatest job ever. I get to serve awesome food to hopefully everybody in the world. And you get to serve like food that like people fucking love too. Like, yeah, who doesn't like pot? Okay, well, like, like you know what I mean, like Prince Street like, opened in Toronto. Like, I like I even know the hype around New York. Like, I wouldn't go to New York often. Like, Prince Street's always busy. Come to Toronto, like when it opened, I swear to God, like you cannot be in you that. Could, like yeah. it was like minimum. Well, I remember seeing the, I remember minutes. seeing the blog to like video. It was like someone from blog to did it. It was like. The line was all the way around the well, like thing. And I'm just like, man, this is like a three, four hour lineup. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like, three hours at one point. And yeah. you know, I don't want that. Like, you do want that for marketing. It's great. Yeah. And like people talk about it. But at the end of the day, it can hurt you because you have all these people waiting in line. If you're waiting in line for three hours, that better be the best fucking thing you've ever put in your mouth ever. Yeah. Ever. And it helps starving yourself for three hours. That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then like, some people might be annoyed you know, by the end of it. They're like, fuck, I waited three hours. I can finally get in this pizza. Well, and it's the first week we open. So you got kinks. Like, never judge your restaurant the first two months it no, opens. No, you can't. It's not fair because no. you, it takes time. Like, that oven, I got to work in. And, like, you know what I mean? So, it, it but, you know, we know what we're doing. Like, obviously, I'm not going to open the doors unless the pizza does taste good. You know? Oh, it tastes amazing. So, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we just had it. Like, we just had a Good guest brought us food, too. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a big win. Fuck! I have so many more questions, and I'm I'm gonna I'm Why trying to stay focused. Asking them, I know, but saying I got. I know because I'm trying. You to said focused. that like five times. Because yeah. I'm trying to stay focused on the question. So, okay. but now that we're on Prince Street here, the water situation. Let's talk. That's about what I want to talk yeah. about. Because then I want to get back into the LA stuff too. But water. Okay. Let's stick on the water. So there, tell us, because the rumor is, is that you guys put in a filtration it's facts. system. It's not do, a rumor. Do you know it's a fact? Yeah. Have you, have yes. you spoken yes. to him you, Have you read any of? Have, have you read the news articles? Yeah, the news articles. They show you the water maker. It's literally on the like. You <laughs> a picture of it. It's but, called the New York water maker. Okay, so but my question is: Is New York water is dirtier than Toronto water? Uh, don't don't. I'm not a scientist, and I can't tell you why New York water is better for, for making dough, dough bagels. Um, it's they say it's a harder water, um, but. What we, what my, why I have it to, to go back to that was because I made a deal with, um, the family who started Prince street that we'd always have New York water and it's not cost effective to ship water every day in from New York city. So there is a company that started called the New York water maker. And what they do is we send them samples of Toronto water, of LA water, of Las Vegas water. And what they do is they manipulate it to become New York water. 
because all water has the same type of like minerals and chemicals in it. Just some people use, uh, some cities use different ones. And um, so what we do, this company does, it, it creates a filtration for inside of your restaurant that makes LA water turn into New York water or Toronto water turn into New yeah. York water. So um, my deal with the family was that we always had to have New York water. Thank God this company was around that was able to do it. And you pay them, it's basically you pay them monthly for the system and and it's been working out great. We have it in all of our restaurants. Is it like safe to, like obviously you can cook with it, but is it safe to like drink? Yeah. Well, New York water is safe to drink. That's what I'm thinking. Like, New York, I drink water. But you know, the thing is that I never have tested because I think actually Toronto water might be better than New York. I like Toronto <laughs> like, water. Yeah, no, I know. So, like, I'm a big tap water Someone guy. got mad at me the other day at work for like drinking the tap water and not using yeah. like the filtration system in the fridge. I'm like, hey, like it's been proven also that like the Britas and all that are actually worse for you. And then like the tap water is better. Is this a health episode? Because I cannot. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I just, person <laughs> I'm, I'm big. Sorry. I'm a big tap water. But I'm a big tap water person. So like I like and I love New yeah, York. Yeah, LA, so. you don't want to drink the tap water. That's like a, yeah, you definitely LA, don't want to. LA, I've yeah. heard that. Okay, so now rewinding. Back to LA, you've you did the pop up. How like did you just call the guys from Prince Street and be like the family and be like, hey, like I love your fucking pizza. I'm a foodie. Like let's do so. How does so, that start? So Sean Avery, the hockey player, introduced me to them, and Don Morano, the son who started Prince Street, loves the Rangers. Like loves the Rangers. Sean Avery and, played there. Yeah, and they had a the, Sean and him had a bond. Sean, I guess, beat up three guys in front of the store one day. And then the guy that he beat up was like, hey, man, can you get, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> like, crazy story. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, Dom, so that was where we became me. So when I'd come to New York, I'd stay with Sean and, I would, and I'd go to Prince Street and we became like buddies, me and Dom. And he, I said, come to LA, I'll, I'll, I'll fly you out there. I had this company off the menu. So I was doing these like experiences. And like, because I also have a, a festival called... Tender Fest, which is a chicken tender festival that I do every year at the Wallace Annenberg Center for Performing Arts. So I have all the like best chicken tenders in America, raising canes uh, as the tender vendors. And then I hire or not hire. I, I get like four celebrity chefs that are the contenders and they um, have a, basically the contender competition for the best chicken tender. Uh, and I do that every year, and I have this thing called the Burger Showdown. You didn't do any research on me, did you? Well, I, I try not to do it, to be honest. I try not to because then it becomes an but interview. In 2018, I ate a burger a day every day for a year. Did you actually? Yeah. And, What's and, your favorite burger? Uh, Great question. My b- favorite burger in Toronto? No. Well, ever. I want to hear Toronto, New York, LA, because I have a strong opinion on New York. So, full disclosure, I own, uh, I own a burger company that I'm growing called Irv's Burgers. Okay, yes. Which is a pretty awesome burger company. And I also am an investor in one called Burgers Never Say Die. That kind of changed my life on burgers. It was the first smash burger. You know how everyone Okay, so you like burgers? a smash burger. So the company that I invested in like five, six years ago was the first like hype smash burger. There's two hour lines in this guy's backyard to get this burger. So, and basically in 2018, I woke up and I said to my wife, I was like, I'm going to eat a burger every day. I want to try every burger in LA to make sure that like I'm investing in the right business. Oh my God, I have so many questions for so you. So I ate a burger every day, but I do like, I do these like experiences. So I brought, that's how I brought Prince Street was through this 
through doing a national pizza day and it did it in 2018, 2019. And then we opened up the store. Um, and, um, and then I had, I have this thing called the burger showdown where during COVID I teamed up 50 celebrities with 50 burger joints across the country. Um, and, uh, to all be delivered by Uber eats. Everyone had every celebrity and restaurant created their own off the menu burger. And I had like celebrities like Matthew McConaughey, Jason Sudeikis, Dwayne Wade, Mitch Marner, uh, like 50 awesome celebrities, even like crazy ones too. Like Bri Brian Boitano. Do you know who that is? Figure skater. Do you ever seen the uh, South Park episode? What would Brian Boitano do? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Boitano. Like, like, it's not like, but like awesome celebrities, Melissa McCarthy, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was massive. I did 4 billion impressions on through that, that whole, uh, food experience. And then we did the wing showdown where I had, uh, Snoop Dogg and, and, and all those guys. Okay, wait, take out all your restaurants. What's your favorite restaurant in Toronto, LA, New York? Like, That's tough. Cause it's, it's going to be a competing one. Yeah. And I, and I have so many friends in the restaurant business, yeah, so I'd rather not answer that. Really? But in, in terms of like the, the ones, the one restaurant from like this, from when I was a kid, all the way to like now that I love, is California sandwich. Oh, oh amazing. yes, but, but it's location based. No, no, I yes. think they're all great. No, no, they're all great, but I've never location had a bad one. based. Which one's on, your favorite? I love Richmond Hill. <laughs> no, you mean Vaughn? No, Richmond the, Hill. Richmond Hill. Elgin Mills and Young. Okay. That was like wow. my original one. Well, I used to live near there. Okay, that's why. But I just like the one in Woodbridge. The, so the California sandwiches, Woodbridge, is I think the best. And one. then the Woodbridge one, I was gonna say. No. Yeah. Yes. I'm like. What you gonna say? The, the one at Shepherd? The Dufferin one. Dufferin and Shepherd. No, you're thinking that's a Chesswood one. You're thinking I'm thinking like the Dufferin and near Dufferin and Eglinton. Oh wow. All I'm saying they, they have the, the food. So it moved. They it moved. Yeah, that table. one. That one moved. So it used to be. Uh, up the street it was a smaller one. They, they just outgrew it. I think they had their unit. Then they got the unit next door to it because it was too like it was always slammed. And then they moved down the street to this corner unit. Like there was a while I wouldn't go anywhere. Favorite. Like and I would just order though from one certain location. California, California sandwich is the best. So wait, wait, wait. Do you do sauce on the side? No. No. But I know people say that, and that's like the the way now yeah. is sauce on the side. I do sauce on and on the side. Uh, I'm a sauce. Depends if I'm eating in. If I'm eating in, I do sauce on regular. If yeah. I'm like taking to go, I do sauce on the side. So that was that's probably the 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 food that got me into the food business because really the first thing I was gonna do in L.A. was actually the first food thing that I failed at that I wanted to do in L.A. was a, opening up a Canadian bar. In restaurant, because there's like none. a Joe Beef in in, in in L.A. Well, a I had no experience in the restaurant business, so nobody wanted to give me any money. B it was um, I I just didn't like I, I just didn't know what I was doing, and I thought I you know young people they think they know everything, but they really know nothing. And as you get older, you realize you know nothing, and there's so much to learn. And as when you figure that, realize that you know nothing. And you need to learn everything is when you like when I had a break in my life of like, okay, you don't know anything, kid. You need to fucking like get your shit together. How old were you when, you, when you, that happened? It was um, roughly probably in my 30s. My th yeah. See, it's funny because like I'm like my early 30s. I was like, you know, my 20s. I wasted on like chasing chicks and parties and thinking like if I didn't get into a party, I'm such a loser. 
which is like such a waste of my time. Like my twenties, I wasted way. Well, you can't say wasted, right? Because again, you learn <laughs> things, and like it, it may it brought you where you are now. But I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, you when learned I was everything 20s, your parents told you. Yeah, drugs and alcohol it are bad for you. Yeah. Don't chase women. I'm not you know, 30 yet, like, so. Yeah, daddy's still good. Daddy's <laughs> I, still I got two years. No, but again, yeah. when you're in your 20s, like you think you like you, when you're in your teens, you really think you know it all. You're like, fuck you, yeah. mom and dad. I know everything. It's like, no, you know literally nothing. But I wanted to bring California sandwiches to LA. And my so my but isn't it only family owned? Family owned so and operated, right? Full disclosure, my sister married um Oh, so you get a restaurant. Your sister gets a restaurant. Isn't that like the, the Well <laughs> Kind of. She married uh, to uh, Nick Severino, who runs the Woodbridge one. Um, and he actually is kind of like, I want to say, their CEO. He helps with all of them and like tries to keep them all the same. That's the biggest problem is that they all ran off and did their own thing. And as you realize me growing all these businesses, you got to keep your systems and your processes dialed in or else very easily the one in LA is going to be different from the one in San Diego and the one in, you know, Vegas is going to be different because the GM thinks that they, you know, and if you give everybody free reign to do whatever they want, things are going to change. Well, it's like the McDonald's movie, right? Yeah. Did you see that one with uh, yeah, whatever, where it's like they had the McDonald's in El Paso or something like serving tacos and the guy's like Ray Crocker's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I mean, yeah. every single McDonald's in different countries has different menus. No, but back then and in Chicago, they have a global so, one. I really want to go. Anyways, well, I don't care about that anymore. Um, fuck, what was it just, out of all the projects you've ever worked on, what was your favorite? You're like asking me things that are like, it's like, what's your favorite child? No, no. Well, <laughs> no out of all the projects you've worked on, right? Like, there's got to be one that like really stands out, right? Yeah, I think like honestly, doing the Burger Showdown. So there we go. In in um, two thousand in in the during the pandemic, so I, my I did an event. That where I had 10 celebrities and 10 local restaurants create an off the menu burger. And that was my I first. I love the off the a, menu plug today. Eh? It, it was my first like um, event, right? And I did it for the LA Times. And I had uh, Tommy Lee did a burger. You know, Tommy Lee? He wanted to do a burger the shape of his dick, which was really creative. <laughs> it was, so it was a long burger, it was like a meat hot dog. Uh, <laughs> And it was like, cause he's Greek or had like some Greek stuff in it. Um, I had white Suzuki or something. I had, uh, what other big celebrity? Oh, I had Marshmallow, the DJ do a, yeah. do a burger with a company called plan check. Um, I did, a Shay Mitchell, uh, did a burger with, oh, I think they did a plant-based burger. Um, and so I had like great, like 10 great celebrities create a burger and um, and then the pandemic and that was an awesome festival and I thought I'd be doing them everywhere and then the pandemic hit and we couldn't do any more festivals so I figured out how to do a digital festival and I think I blew everybody's mind when I got 50 I teamed up 50 celebrities with 50 restaurants and I did it all within like two months I put it all together within two months uber thank god for a girl at uber who like believed in it and believed in me and in our team and gave us the money to be able to do it. But it was uh, it was for a great cause. It was for frontline workers. And it was like probably one of the most successful digital food campaigns ever. So I think that was pretty exciting. But, you know, then, you know, taking w the story behind Irv's Burgers is pretty fascinating. So the company, I, I bought Irv's Burgers. It was uh, one of the oldest burger stands um, in LA. 
1946 it opened um, as Queenie's Burgers. It was the first burger stand on Route 66. On Route 66. And um, it was like this, it had this local, this West Hollywood, it was like the favorite burger stand in West Hollywood. And even through different ownerships and uh, a Korean family uh, bought it in 2000 and the landlord Pete's Coffee tried to kick them out in 2005. The whole city got behind them and like didn't like let the bulldozers go in and take down the, the burger stand. It became a historical landmark. They inevitably got kicked out in, in 2013 and they went down the road. And then in 2018, when I was eating a burger a day, I met them and they were trying to save Irv's burgers. And at that time I put all my money into another burger company called Burgers Never Say Die. So I didn't have any money to help them out at all. Two years later, I was looking for more locations for Prince Street and I went to the place where it was now shut down. There was no more Irv's. It had been shut down for two years. And I said to my real estate agent, I was like, we gotta bring back Irv's. So I called up Sonia. I said, hey, I'm gonna give you the money. At this time now I had money. I said, I'm gonna give you the money to, um, to put in all your equipment. And she's like, I don't want to run the business, buy it from me and I'll, and then I'll work for you. And I was kind of like, Oh my God, I have this ability to take this classic burger stand and bring it back, but not only bring it back, make it like the burger stand <clears throat> of my dreams that I could like scale across Expand the business and, and create the, uh, re, basically what I want to do is like, as I, as you get older, you see all these restaurants closing and all these like local burger stands closing. So I was like, let me be the burger stand of in America. And like, I think I could open up a bur an Irv's burgers in every city across the country. So I'm set. Do you didn't know about Irv's burgers either? You no. did no research. I did. On no, I, I, again, I, I don't do too much because then it becomes an interview. It's like, tell me about this. Yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah, I know you yeah. bought Irv's burgers. I, I read the story. Tell me about it. And it's like, we used to do that and it just it, well, it also plans the question sometimes in your head yeah. like we again one question we had we wanted to talk about the water thing we got that out of the way yeah and then now like when we're talking to you it kind of just builds more like organic conversation my, yeah. my next question is completely random what do you think your greatest strength is it's <laughs> an interview no yeah, i'm just... like i'm genuine because you like i i'm the way you're talking the way you describe yourself like i i don't know if your greatest strength is that you're really good at connecting the dots or if you're just like such a creative person where you like Big dreams, like in your opinion, what's your your greatest strength? Um, I think because my, I feel like you have a lot. I just I'm 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 very interested yeah, in no, what I you think like. I'm a people's person. I think that um, I make people feel like comfortable. I think um, yeah, you do. I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good salesperson, um, but I don't think I'm a, like a salesperson where I'm like I'm trying to sell you a fucking used car. Yeah, I, feel, I think you like you're like oh yeah no I think this like this guy clearly likes to eat. You can tell he likes to eat and he loves what he's doing and I'm passionate, but I think my greatest asset is probably like relationships, but also like, you know, follow through and actually being a genuinely good person. Like yeah. talking to you for like, even like the past, like, I don't know how long it's been, but like, I believe in my brain now that Urs Burgers is the best burger. I mean, that yeah, you can you're have. a great storyteller too. Like just like, the way you're like saying it, like that. I'm like I'm truly convinced in my brain. Like that is the best burger. Yeah, there's. I mean, and by the way, there's a lot of great burgers in in the world. The key is though how you deliver the burger. I like trying really like In and Out is the best burger experience. Have you been really? to In and Out Burger? You think so? Awful burger. Not awful. I, I I'm say always that. disappointed. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Thank you for saying that. Everybody from outside of California is usually like, eh. Same thing like Whataburger in Texas. It's mm -hmm. like, ugh, God. You know, it, it's even like, 
Weber's has gone downhill. Oh, it is because Weber's it's been now. shit for like and, 10 years. But you know yeah. why? It's because they are getting a lot of their stuff made in Barry now at a factory, not on site. So, so Weber's is like the Magoo's of like the Muskoka. I love that you said Magoo's. Like, do you, or wait, Apache. Have like, you had Magoo's lately? Uh, not in the last like five years. Magoo's was like, that was the That place. was the Etobicoke spot. That was my spot. We, that, when you said California Sanders is what inspired you, I was willing to bet you would have said Apache or Magoo's. So, you know what? The, in the, the experience I had is my parents used to be like, oh, Apache Burger, Apache Burger. And then I'd go to Apache Burger and I was like, Ugh, this is you, awful. You went after, after hockey on Sunday or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're not getting McDonald's. We're going to Apache. I was like, okay, what's the, what's the occasion? Like, <laughs> we're not getting McDonald's today after hockey? We're going to Apache? What's the occasion? Like, what, yeah. are, what are we doing? And I'm not an Etobicoke guy. I grew up in North York, so like a little bit away. But What was the burger in North York? Shawnee Anderson's? Um, to be honest, we were just all California Sanger guys. Oh, cool. Either the Chesswood location or the Dufferin location. Like, yeah. Always. Like, that's when, if we were having, like, a good Sunday meal or something, that's where we went. What was the question? Did we go off on a tangent? I can't even remember. Oh, you said you believed in me that I, I yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What, oh, my point about burgers is that, like, you get nostalgia about the burger that you grew up with. Yeah. That's the best burger to all of us. And, like, in California, they grew, everyone grew up with In-N-Out Burger, right? So, yeah. they're nostalgic to it. But the thing about In-N-Out Burger, and this is where I was getting to, is that, you have the same experience every single mm. time you go in there. It is so well operated that it, it's, it, it's that's what's so good about In-N-Out Burger and the culture that they've built and like and the uniforms and everything like like have that. But it's not the best burger. Tried like the onion, like the yeah, what's the, it new, called? the flying the, the new TikTok, yeah, TikTok trend. It's like instead of buns, you put like two grilled onions, like full grilled onions, as the burger bun. That's not the Flying Dutchman, though. It's not. The, no, that's the Flying. The Flying Dutchman is that. It's a secret menu item. I study this stuff inside and out. <laughs> flying Dutchman was made in the 70s for, for people to feed their dogs. So basically, you go to In-N-Out Burger, and it was it was meat, cheese, meat. That was yeah, the Flying yeah. Dutchman. It was grilled onions with the Flying Dutchman. Now it's grilled onions with the Flying, flying Dutchman. Dutchman. is a TikTok yeah. craze. But like the thing about In-N-Out, which is kind of the reason. So I created off the menu because, A, I was creating TV shows. And I created this TV show called Off the Menu because I went to, when I used to work for the producer of The Matrix, my first job in LA was working for the, the president uh, of Silver Pictures, who he was producing The Matrix, Lethal Weapons, uh, um, and a bunch of movies here in Toronto too. The DMX movies and Steven Seagal ones, I forget the name of them now. Lethal but, Weapon? Le not Lethal, no, it was uh, Cradle to the Grave, and um, I forget. I the know ones exactly what you're talking shot about. Here. They, but... Um, and I went out to dinner with my boss at Spago, Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, and they brought out a smoked salmon pizza. And I was like, yo, that thing's not on the menu. How do and it was a secret menu item that Wolfgang Puck would bring out to like his famous friends and like it made you feel like you're in the know. And then the next day I went to In-N-Out Burger and my friend's like, dude, you got to order it animal style. Animal like, style. What the fuck is animal style? Animal style, <laughs> animal style is when you, it's it made with, um, with mustard, your patties fried with mustard. Then they have extra sauce and that's like animal style. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And animal style was made originally in the, uh, 1969. Basically they used to call all the surfers that hanged out in the parking lot animals and the chefs at the end of the shift, they'd make the burgers the way they wanted. And one of the animals came by and said, hey, what are you doing there? What's that burger? I've never seen that. They're like, next time you come, order it animal style. 
and basically all the the surfers and all the kids started ordering it animal style and by word of mouth people started calling it animal style and it was like the first ever like secret menu item and from there they realized that you let the customer the customer's always right let them create whatever they want and from there they they make neapolitan shakes and you have the protein burger and like so any sort of four by fours and well because like everything at in and out i feel like is all off menu yeah everything on the actual there's menu only is three just, things on the menu yeah it's burgers fries milkshakes yeah but you you, you and then you can play around with it and mm-hmm. unless you know what's uh what's the first off the menu item you've ever tried well it was this it was, was the, that it was this it was a spago smoked salmon pizza and then it was animal style and now then i would go to every restaurant and be like hey what's off the menu hey what do people order that like if you're in the know and basically, I created a list of all these secret menu items, and then I like sold it as a TV show. Then I create. Then I was like working in social media, and I then I I created an app called Off the Menu where I cataloged them all. And that's kind of how I got into like food, was by like being in entertainment and then being in social media, and then somebody, my assistant, made a um, meeting for me on LinkedIn. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> nobody takes, this was like 10 years ago. Nobody takes meetings on LinkedIn. And I took a meeting and they said, hey, you could build your own app. And why don't you have all these influencers you know build their own apps? And I was like, no, I got a great idea for an app because I came from the comic book world. The reason why we created comic books because we'd come into these studios pitching these big, big movies. And they're like, is, there, is that a book? Is that a comic book? No. Oh, then we don't want it. Like nobody, it has to come from IP. It has to come from a story first. So I was like, well, if I create this app, then I could own the IP, then I could own the show. And that's kind of like the whole like philosophy I had about creating off the menu. And then it led me down this whole path of like food and learning like, because off the menu would market and promote restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And then what I realized is that there's not a lot of good restaurants out there. There's like Can a lot. Can I lo- ask you what yeah. your favorite restaurant is in LA? Yeah, like, so honestly, I think like... The, the, here's the, my, my answer to like generally yeah. what's my favorite restaurant in LA is where I could eat l- breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay. which takes away a lot of places. Yeah. But there's a place called John and Vinny's. I went, yeah. It's a red I sauce a joint, and they do everything great. Yeah. What's, they, a res- what's a red sauce joint? Do you know what red sauce is? Like hot sauce? No, like tomato sauce. Oh, Sugo. yeah. Yeah. Sugo, yeah. 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 Like chicken parm. Oh, like okay. Places it's like good. that. So Did it's an Italian restaurant. No. When I give you the list, I think no. you want. You give me a list of 50 places. I was there for three days. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like prob- probably John and Vinny's would be the place I would like is. It is, is such a good vibe in there too. Like yeah. you go in, it's so chill. They don't have any li- liquor, only red wine, beer, and their food. And it's just a solid meal every single time you go. And it's like chill. Like you can go like dressed up or you can go like. Because that's like how this. they are. My yeah. first meeting, I shouldn't say this. My first meeting with John from John and Vinny's, I was trying to get them on my app. And at 9 a.m., I hope you don't get mad if I say this. He like, run, he like, we, he was like, dude, let's go smoke a joint. And like, we went and smoked a joint in the back of his restaurant at 9 a.m. Like, it was like, and they're the two coolest guys. They're, they're like so cool. That's why they're like, I their had, vibe is that. Yeah, like, no, I had such a good time there. We ended up staying there and we just kept talking. Like, me and the girls were just kept talking and talking. They closed the whole restaurant down. And then the servers were like, hey, we're actually closing now. Like, we're just going to bring you out back. So they brought us out back, brought us to the front because we were just like overstayed. But it was like such a good time. Yeah. What customer the, service? It yeah. was great, great oh, customer service. I, I was working out at Equinox today, yeah. yesterday. 
believe it or not, I work out and they, uh, and they, um, I, I had my own protein powder cause I'm trying to like, I, I do a master reset every year. I get really fat and I get myself back in shape. My wife said, that's not good for yourself. So I got to keep on consistent. Keep, yeah, consistent. consistent. My wife's a fitness trainer, like was like a celebrity fitness trainer, like the, the, the queen of West Hollywood, like Barry's Boot Camp. You know that 16 years, she was like the face of it. And, and, um, so I'm, but anyways, back to customer service. I was, I was <laughs> at, well, I, you're trying, you're trying to stay in shape. Okay. I, I was at, uh, Equinox Equinox and protein. I go to the IQ bar to get a protein shake and I have my own protein. I was like, can you please put my own protein? Like, they're like, no, you got to mix it yourself. I was like, you can't put my protein in blender. Your, your blender and shake. It. And they're like, no, I was like, I'm a manager. Manager's not here. I was like, okay, let me try this. And I'm like, and I was like, honestly, do you guys know anything about customer service? I'm not trying to be a dick. I own restaurants and everything like that. It'd be very easy and make my experience better here if you guys just did that. There's no line. There's nobody else here. And I was honestly, and I felt like, a, like now, and I understood from a customer's point of view, I was like, I'm going to go on Yelp and fuck you. I didn't know, <laughs> but I was just like, so but I felt I'm, like it because I was like, it's all about customer service. You have that experience of John and Vinny's now forever yeah. because somebody was nice to you. Yeah. I'm actually a Google reviewer, like side <laughs> side thing. So we said Yelp. Like I literally, one of my New Year's resolutions in like 2018 was to write Google reviews. So I wrote like probably like 500 Google reviews over the course of like three years, two years maybe. And you wrote one from Prince Street? No, not well. I can't. You can't write it like if you're not if you haven't had it. So I'll write one now that I've tried it here. But uh, you haven't tried it? Well, I've tried it in New York, but actually I didn't write it. That was before I started. Actually, no, it would have been around the time I was doing it because I went in 2021, 2022. Anyways, um, I'll write one. I'm, I'm expecting one. it. Yeah, you'll see a good one. And I, I have like a lot of like stars on my thing because I write a lot of Google. <laughs> so I'm like level seven or something. Um, but no, that was one of my things because I used to hate. I hate when people leave bad reviews based off like a stupid scenario. Yeah. It was like one of my biggest pet peeves. I, I love reading reviews. And Do I you think see, this is a bad scenario? The person refusing to take no, my protein? No, that is. But again, you can't. If you give it one That's star, valid. then you got to ex explain why. Because then you give the, at least management a chance to be like, oh, you know what? We have our pro procedures and protocols. And at least let them explain it. It's still a shitty situation for you, and I get it. But at the same I would have given them a one star. It would have been more of like a two. Yeah. Because I, the I, shake was good. Yeah, I would have given a three for that. I had them because what like For me, a one star, I've only given one star in my entire life. I ever. Oh, really? Where? Where? Uh, fuck it. it. Good Life Fitness in Brampton. Uh, sorry, LA Fitness in Brampton. Sorry, Good Life. LA Fitness in Brampton. It was disgusting. It's... It's like fucking pigs lived in that fucking place. It was like the most, and I'd go there. I'd be like, "Hey, the men's change room is like literally disgusting. Like, can you clean it?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll send some of that." And then I'll go back the next day, and I usually go every morning around seven a.m. Like, the place opens at like Memberships five or six. Are pretty expensive. No, they were, well, that one was cheap at the time, and it was just disgusting. There's hair everywhere. People, it's like people leave like, Ugh. and I told them, and I give them a chance, and I give them a chance. So the guys like, please, like, do better. Just do better. I don't want to do this. And they didn't, and I gave them a one star, and then I left, and I went to Good Life, and they sucked too, so I gave them a three star, and I haven't. Now you're back. at Equinox. No, no, I'm at. I have a couple different memberships, but not Equinox. Equinox is too inconvenient for me to get to. I don't. I don't work out downtown often. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but the other question I was going to ask, uh, be as descriptive as you possibly can. What's your death row meal? Okay. I've been waiting to ask this a whole episode. Yeah, I've been waiting to ask this whole episode, and I didn't want to ask. And is I'm the like, episode over? No, but like okay. we still got. This is an important yeah, probably question. Probably we'll just yeah, okay. 40. Oh, so we're good. We yeah, take this good. question very seriously. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and you're a foodie. We haven't yeah, asked yeah, the food. And you can't, you don't have to restrict yourself. Like, no, we're going to start. We're going to open it up with okay, uh, 
an egg McMuffin from McDonald's, sausage egg <laughs> McMuffin from McDonald's. For okay. I can right. It's a big meal, right? Yeah. yeah. You're no, no, anything you want. I want the like courses. Tomorrow. It'll be um, for breakfast. I'm gonna have a sausage egg McMuffin from McDonald's, um, and then I'm gonna have um, a sweet veal with cheese sauce on both top and the side. From where? From California sandwiches. Which location? Um, Woodbridge because it'll it's it's free. <laughs> You're gonna die tomorrow. Who cares? Money can't take the money to the grave, anyways. Um, no. What drinks are you washing those down with? What's um, so I'm I'm washing it down with um Mexican Coke all the way through. If I don't have care, I'm not caring about calories or anything like that. Yeah, you don't. You're dying. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking Mexican cokes. Mexican really? Coke, really? Yeah. No yeah, one's ever given that answer. Mexican. You, I like diet coke. Oh, because in Canada they have good diet coke. Yeah, it's not the same in the States, but still, Mexican Coke is f- by far a superior drink to all Cokes. It's the best. There's like, no are, you, are you saying Coke or like Cola? No, Mexican like, Coke. It's a different, it's a, the, you can get it at like... Have you not had Mexican Coke no. You'll like it. You would no. like it. I'll, I thought you were talking about like the Mexican Colas that they have like Jabritos or whatever no, it's called. No, no, no. It's basically real Coca-Cola with the real formula yeah. using cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Real sugar. And it's still Coca-Cola. You can come and get it at Prince Street Pizza. Prince Street Pizza in Toronto carries Mexican Coke. Okay. Noted. Okay. So, Off the menu. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, everyone knows about it. <laughs> it's on the menu. Um, okay. And then I'm going to, so that I had my sweet veal sandwich. Um, and then we're going to probably have a, I'll probably have a spicy spring from Prince Street Pizza on the side slice. Um, I'm going to go to, then I'm going to go to my burger love. I'm going to have um, a burger with a, a a press patty like Irv's make it. Not not too uh, smashed, but like pressed that's still juicy. A double. Two slices of cheese. Um, a sesame seed bun. Uh, ketchup and mustard only. Um, I, I'll leave. And then I would do... Um, and I don't know exactly where I'm going to say the best are, but I like fried calamari. I just something I'd rather have fried calamari than French fries. Um, and then uh, fr- is, that, is that an option to substitute anywhere? <laughs> fried no, calamari no. instead of French fries. No, you gotta bring it yourself. <laughs> we should make that a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Burgers and calamari. Burgers and calamari. I'd be way more down for that. You said it like, yeah, I would. I like fried calamari or French fries, Mike. <laughs> Is he thinking onion rings? But he made it very specific. He said fried calamari. So. And, and then I'm going to have cookie dough ice cream from Salt and Straw. Where's Salt and Straw? It's in, everywhere in the States. Okay. Um, it's a great, it's one of the, uh, the rock is an investor in it. It's great ice cream. Um, I'm, we're actually going to be starting an ice cream company beside um, Prince Street in West Hollywood. that I'm really excited about. Um, and then... Uh, I think good. I'm pretty full there. I think I like. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> no wine or anything. Not a steak guy. I'm not. You, you know, I'm not a liquor. Oh yeah, no. I love. I love a, a wagyu. I'll, I would eat a wagyu steak. Um, probably a tomahawk from Browsey Acres. It's Ronda Rousey's uh, burger or uh, farm. Okay. Yeah. That's a solid meal. Yeah. yeah I like solid that. Meal. I like that answer. Oh, and then my mother's. Um, uh, scalloped potatoes with lots of cheese would be good. My grandmother's meatballs would be in there too. Yeah. 
for sure. My grandmother's meatballs, I would eat. The meatballs are done. Your grandmother's still around? No. Oh, okay. She passed. I was going to say, that'd be very lucky for you, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, fuck, mine, mine's been gone for a long time, yeah. All so, and I, but I just love food. I love all, but I like food that's right down the middle. Like I said, like, my whole thing, my my thesis of, of my food career is premium fast food. I believe that I can like deliver good food fast. That's why I'm in. What's your favorite cuisine? American. Like all time. American. Hey, Daddy, over to you too. <laughs> that was, that's a good question. I feel like we have an Mine's answer. Mine's easy. Italian, Italian, obviously. It's Italian for sure. Yeah. Like there's not a, like I would pick Italian over anything any day. Yeah, because you, you get the veal parm, you, know you got pasta, pasta pizza, veal, pizza. You know, veal parm and chicken parm, all that. That's American Italian. It's not yeah. actually an Italian still dish. Italian. Still Italian. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm more of American. Like for me, a good steak, like a good steak that with a good Italian, Caesar salad, Florence. with a good Caesar salad. Yeah, you know, like a steak and a great. Are Caesar you a Harry's salad. guy, Lucas Steele? So I just I was at I was at uh, Harry's. Um, Harry's I, fucking solid. It's 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 a great yeah. spot. I love that vibe. I wish. When I lived here, it was it was around. Um, I actually walked in there to go meet my friends, and my friend accidentally ate too much mushrooms. And he he looked at me. He was like, mm. I was like <laughs> "What?" Like, well, did you see like, Michael Bublé this weekend on the All Star thing? No, what happened? So the San Diego All Star weekend, and Michael Bublé is one of like the celebrity coaches or captains, whatever. And apparently, like, he was going to microdose before getting up on the ice to, like, announce the team, and he took too much mushrooms. So he's doing the press conference after. And, like, you don't know if this is a joke or if he was real. But he goes, yeah, you know, and he's, like, clearly, like, noticeably fired up. And he's like, yeah, you know, my buddy gave me a microdose, and it turned out to be a full dose, and here we are. And we're like, Michael Bublé, just fucking say that on TV. Like, I rewinded the TV because I was like, I need to watch. I wasn't really paying I attention. And then I rewinded because I'm like, I want to know if this is like, if this was a comedy bit or if this was like a real press conference and it was real. He macrodosed. Yeah. yeah. I was dying. I was just like, fucking Michael Bublé. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, this is, again, completely off topic. If you weren't a foodie or inter- entertainment, what would you do? I'd be playing hockey. Okay, but that's not realistic. Why? Why? Why don't you, you say try. that? Why you are you tried. putting guidelines on my you tried. On questions? You tried. Okay. <laughs> you tried. You tried. Not, not tall enough. enough. Yeah. So I, you know what? I'll tell you like now, what would I do if I like knew as a young kid? Okay. This is where you'd, I'd invest in Apple do- stock. I'd invest in certain stocks like now. But what I would really do is like, I didn't realize growing up in Canada that other than being a hockey player, there was other jobs in hockey. So what I would probably do is like, and you say I want to own a team, but you have to do something to own Mm -hmm. a team. You can't like practice owning a team. You got to do something else than buy a team. I would probably want to be like a GM. I crush in my fantasy hockey leagues. (laughs) So I'd probably like. I didn't know there was fantasy hockey. Want to be. I just thought fantasy football. Fantasy everything. Yeah, I'd probably want to like run and own like, and I feel like I could market like the NHL's. I shouldn't say this like publicly, but say I will. Say it, I agree. The NHL is the worst marketed uh, uh, sport yeah. in the world. It is. And you think it's behind baseball? Way behind. Yeah. I think, baseball, I think baseball is so no, trash. No, in the United uh, States, baseball can take over everything. It's just Canada. We have one the, team. The, the problem with baseball compared to football is, is there are 162 games. Yeah. So it's watered down. Not Whereas including like the- in football, you have 16 17, 17 games and like one, just one playoff game. What's that? There's too so many. Like, I love baseball, but it's again, there's too many well, games. Baseball's a declining sport, right? Mm, not it's in the US. Of, yeah, it is. 
Well, yeah, he, he. I think no. I think he. You might be right, he, but at the same right. time, like I think it's a good sport. I, hockey's the best sport in the world. Yeah. The worst I'm marketed. Right. Yeah, I'm so right. what I'm saying is that you have base, baseball's also kind of like it's it's a little slow. It's not as exciting. Hockey's like. Would you ever think about like an OHL or a junior team to own or to like yeah, run to get in there? Yeah. I feel like with your connections now, like the person you are, I feel like that's not like out of the question. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna own a hockey team one day. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Fucking right. An NHL team. Yeah, I'm gonna own an NHL team, but it's just gonna take me a few like, We're like more yeah. time to get there. Shooting for the stars right now. I we're love not, that. I own a pickleball OHL team, a professional pickleball team. Yeah, I thought about doing that. I got obsessed with pickleball for a second. Did it's you? Big in LA. It's massive in LA. Yeah. Cali. That is the fastest growing sport in America. That, it's fa- in North America. He's a no, in the world. No, not in the world. Oh, not in oh, the world. Padel is bigger in Europe. Yeah. Padel is the pickleball of Europe, specifically because of Spain. Spain and like a lot of those, like Spain, Portugal, I think France, Italy, Greece. Padel is like massive, but pickleball in North America is the fastest growing sport. Okay. Like by like no sport is even near it. Okay. Mind you, it's also because it's coming from like next to zero players. Like I think ten years ago there was a couple million. Now there's I think forty ish million. Players. What's the plan with pals? Like, are you guys gonna brand it or do like what's the what's the do you guys have a product? Well, we oh, have we have merch. This. We have merch. No, yeah, we yeah, yeah. sell it just for fun. Like it's just so we don't just again bleed money. Does um, pals stand for anything? No. So it's our because me and my my old co-host George, we used to call each other pals all the time. Like, yeah. You know, like buddy, like bro. Like I just say pal. Like anytime I pick up the phone, I generally say pal. Yeah. So it started New Year's twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty nineteen going into twenty twenty. We were in Florida together. We're like, hey, let's start. You know, let's New Year's resolution. I wanted to start something new. That's what that was my New Year's resolution. This year, it was stop biting my nails. I'm 45 days not biting my nails. Like, I know that sounds stupid to most people. To me, that's a massive oh, accomplishment. It's great. It's great. Um, so we started the podcast, the Palace Podcast. The goal was to hang out once a week, undivided attention, just me and him, and just, like, make sure that we, like, strengthen our friendship and just, like, hang out, have cool conversations. Uh, and then from there, we started doing two weeks. The, the pandemic started, and since we're not, like, a legit media platform, we, we kept going. We didn't care. We were just like, hey, we're going to keep doing in-person ones. Like we had Donovan Bailey, Penny Alexiak. We had a bunch of NHL players. John Orlando. John like a whole bunch of like. Wait, did you say who? John Orlando. He's a teeny bopper, but we were with him last night too. Oh, at Paris. I Tony Orlando, you said. He's no. Like a famous musician. No, we, we've had like. John he's a musician. Yeah, we've had like a whole bunch of Juno Award winners. Like we're, we try to focus mainly Canadian. You know tennis player? She's been around. I've seen her all. Um, uh, no. Um, Bianca? Bianca. No, Bianca Dresser. No, we yeah. tried to get her, we but tried. something happened with her schedule. When she like got injured, we didn't get her. Uh, but we've I done tried a lot. to get her for the Burger Showdown thing I was doing. She's like, let me talk to your manager. And then I sent her, her manager. was like, ah, no, or something. I was like. Yeah, sometimes it's tough because they're training. They're, they're, doing, yeah. they're doing so many things, right? But uh, yeah, so we did it through the pandemic. Got some seed. And then I told you off air, George, just, he was too busy with his family business. So Danny came on. And for us, the goal is still the same. Meet cool people, share cool stories, and just like. You know, become pals. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Do you do the socks over the the sweatpants for style, or because it's more comfortable? A little bit of both. Like I personally do like this the look, uh, but then it also keeps like when I'm walking, especially with track pants, it keeps them from like. Connected. Yeah, because I when I if I'm getting sick or I want to be real cozy in bed. I put my socks over my sweatpants and it's, it's a great thing. And I didn't think, I thought I'd look like a homeless person if yeah. I did this like publicly. I do this publicly. It's public. actually a very common thing. Now it's actually yeah. in style. It's, that's what I'm saying. I was, well, he looks like a cool guy. So I figured like this must be uh, a cool don't thing. Don't ever compliment him on his fashion. <laughs> like, did you hear that? We share this. I have this on space. podcast. I have this on, on air. He said <laughs> I look like a cool guy. We share a studio space with someone who's in the fashion industry and he like designs clothes and everything. And like he comes into the studio and he's like, oh, like, 
just drive your car to mine. Like, you can wear one of my clothes. He's like, respectfully, but like, you have the worst style in the world. Like, yeah. I don't want to wear your clothes. Oh, he said, you have the worst yeah. style? Terrible. Terrible I, friend. Yeah, I mean, he might think you look like a Gino from Woodbridge a bit. He doesn't even know what a Gino from Woodbridge is because he's like a white guy from like Bradford. Is that something. a thing though? Still, Gino uh, from Woodbridge? No, not anymore. Nobody says the word me? Gino anymore. Okay, but are you allowed to? Am, yeah, yeah. No, no, are you no, okay? No, no, you're no, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, I'm Italian, so I'm allowed to say that. You're allowed to say yeah. that. You're fine. But um, no, no, it's still a thing. I I didn't. I just feel like now, like you just go as like the Woodbridge guys. Like this is like so Woodbridge yeah, that, of you. Like, yeah, I, oh my I know god, it's so Woodbridge of you. Yeah. It's so great though. My sister's in high school. It's so Woodbridge of you. You know. Do you think you're the same thing? Sorry, do you think you're gonna stay in LA the rest of your life? Uh, no. I don't. I would have ten years ago. I would have said absolutely, a hundred percent. Unfortunately, I think uh, me and my family might be testing a new a new state. Can you're you gonna stay in the U.S.? Yeah, well, Texas. We're look, we're, no, we were Florida. looking at. I was looking at moving to to Dallas. I wasn't. I didn't. I love Dallas. Dallas I just didn't. My my heart and soul of my business and things I do is in, in LA, so I have to be as close as possible. So now that I just opened up restaurants in Nevada and I'm planning on expanding to Nevada, we're gonna we're looking at like moving to. Um, I to wish Nevada. George was here right now yeah, George, because Charles George loves Vegas wants too. to move to. Well, yeah. he wants to move to Vegas. Well, people look at me like you're gonna move to Vegas. Like, okay, are you what I do? You're saying I was like I, that's what I was it's saying. it's it's a completely different world off, off strip. Okay. I get that. I've no, only I'm been to Vegas too. once, but I would not want to move. It, again, if it's tax like wise, it'd be a great decision for you. Yeah, well, and just well, like why? tax perspective, tax perspective, housing situation. Like you can buy a, a fucking mansion for like a million bucks. Yeah. So in Texas too, Texas, you can, but like, Tennessee again, too. Vegas, there's a lot more hot places. It all depends yeah. on where in these places. So like the nice neighborhoods in Nevada are actually like expensive. Yeah, they, they can, but you can't compare it to like Toronto, like Toronto, like a, you, you don't even get a detached home for a million bucks. Yeah. You know, like it's ridiculous. I mean, not to get into politics, but Toronto is not the city that I left. Toronto's a dump. 20 years ago. We talked about, was it me and you that talked about this on the podcast a month ago, two months ago? When I was a kid, I always said Toronto would be home forever. Like, I, I'm a fucking diehard for the city. Like, I have a Toronto tattoo. Like, I'm just like, the city used to mean so much to me. And then ever since COVID, I just found myself aligning less and less with the city. Like just the way the way COVID was handled, the way that well, there's there has to be a change. Like Toronto needs a and not to get into politics. And I, because I I never voted in Toronto or anything, but this city, whatever change it is, needs a major change, because what country needs my a friend's right house now? just got broken into, like insane. Car like, and, like I'm like getting just, there was a homicide in my neighborhood actually the other day, and like I live in a nice neighborhood, three people dead in their house. And then there's break-ins every single day, like not like in the neighborhood. There's cops following. My mom just got a new car, and her license plate's actually like Pickering, but we live in Richmond Hill. So she sees this guy following her, and it's an undercover cop. She didn't realize at first, so she's like kind of scared. She's driving around the neighborhood, neighborhood, neighborhood. Anyways, he ran her plate, saw it was Pickering. He's like, "Oh, that doesn't like why are you in Richmond Hill?" And eventually, he pulled her over and was just like, "Oh, like I just wanted to like ask you why you're in this neighborhood." And he goes, you made the smart decision by keep driving. She goes, well, like, you're scaring me by following me around the neighborhood. Because she was too scared. What if it was, like, a random person yeah. and she was going home? I, uh, my house got broken into when I was a kid and, like... Me too. Yeah, it's just... The, the city's not... Oh, as you were a kid. Yeah, I wasn't home. So it was not, so we lived right beside a school. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with Black Creek and Lawrence. There's a public school right, basically right beside my house. So the side of our house was the corner of their, like, massive, like, schoolyard. 
And uh, oh, so was it kids? Yeah, it was kids. So my mom, I was at school. My mom went to the neighbor's house for an hour, right? Ironically, at lunchtime, the basement window got broken into. They sold like we had like nice paintings, like ten, twenty thousand dollars paintings in our house. Oh wow! And they sold like the Xbox. They, they stole. Don't care. They don't. They don't like, care. One of the remote controls from the TV got stolen, but okay, not when the I TV. Like that's that's how dumb this was. Like there they went like all the generic places that you would say in a movie to like look like underneath the bed. Like we didn't hide shit underneath the bed. Like we had safes and stuff. Like all the bullshit got stolen. My mom went to the school and be like, hey, look, they broke in through this window right here. It's it's obvious. Like one of these kids from your school robbed their house. Like there's gonna be shit in in somebody's bag. And like oh we can't do anything about it. It's like they're kids. Blah blah. It's like. You didn't yeah. notice the kids coming back late from lunch. Well, Whoever came back late from lunch, no. that's who fucking robbed well, Not to say that any kind of theft is good, but th- that's better than like, oh, there's people that fly shit. to Canada, they get an Airbnb for a week, and they go on a fucking robbing, spra- yeah. r- robbing spree. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? It's well, like, like even last, last night we were at a bar, and I don't want to say it, but like a couple friends got robbed at the bar. Yeah. Really? You got robbed. Yeah. But like not just me. Like, that's why I know. Like, it's like... Yeah, the girl I was with yesterday, too, got robbed. Yeah. The girl you just picked up? Yeah. The blonde with blue eyes. You found no, her? No, no. Oh, we love her. <laughs> so we we got to figure out how to find her. T- I'm going to make a TikTok about it. The, this girl was... Oh, my God. Just fuck. I, She's she, cute. She was a 10 out of 10. Like, why didn't you guys help him? It, it was, was impossible. It was, it was frantic. Usually, go usually I don't tell stories like this on the, on the podcast because, like, you try and keep it, like... It was I impossible. try not to talk because your future wife doesn't want to hear yeah. this story. Well, this is my future wife, though. Okay. So we were so walking in, it. and it was like it was chaotic. There was like 200 people outside the bar, like literally 200 in the, an area that's big, just bigger than this room. And I, we're like kind of, and I know the bouncer, so he gives us our stamps. So I'm like, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me." And I said, "Excuse me." I tapped her. She was wearing a white jacket. That's the only thing. White jacket, blonde, blue, blue eyes, like your kids' blue eyes, like blue, blue. And I tap her. I'm like. The like audience she, knows what my kids' eyes look like. No, but I'm telling you, it's not about the eyes. It's about you. So at least you, at least you know, right? So I tap, and I, she looked at me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're stunning." She's like, "Hey, I'm like, honestly, like, beautiful." And then like, my, the bouncer was like, "Come on." So I kind of just, I panicked, I froze, and I didn't shoot she, my shot. Her friend turns to me and Nicole, and she goes, "This guy says she's stunning, but then she walked into the bar with two random girls, like, way to try to actually get to get to her." Yeah, you you're howling. I fucked up big time. Yeah. And you I should have got her in. Do you understand that? I you looked for her. I looked for her for like literally an <laughs> hour. And the bar slammed. Can't move. Sweating buckets. Usually looked a guy that hangs out with girls, I mean, if he isn't gay, is usually a good guy. You know what I mean? Like, no, seriously. Lawrence, I like you, man. We're aligned so, here. No, buddy. I'm saying like she like, you should have continued on because your girls would have been supported you. I, I turned I around. Have, I, I even told her. I'm like, oh, we're actually like, I was yeah, like none of us. Are, I was like, we're my, single. Like he's single. Like you should go for him. My mo. I'm gonna, used to, I'm gonna I used make to always hang out with tons of girls. I'm make a TikTok about it today. I always hang out with tons of girls because girls are attracted by other women. They have if you have nice girls hanging out with you, they're like they feel safe. They feel comfortable. So the only problem with that is, so me and Danny, we're homies. Like we we go out together all the time. We've travel. We've traveled to like Europe together. Just me and her. Like. We shared rooms together. We, you guys we shared a bed? No, no, we have separate beds, obviously. Okay. Uh, actually, no, we, there's times where we've shared a bed before, but like king size bed, like offset ends. Like, we're homies. Most like, of brother, the time we sister. get two beds. Yeah. Why, well, you guys don't think you could cuddle and that would be cool? No. No, oh, okay. no it's just weird. Get away from me. <laughs> like, uh, no, okay. Can... Like, we're homies. So there's times where we go out and like, I'll make eye contact with girls and they'll like literally look at her and I'm just like, it's not like that. Like, she's just my friend. Like, no, no, no like, I so can't. So Danny's even... a cock block to me. You're also a cock block to me, too. I introduced you we to your We went to mans. Pickleball yesterday and I can't even have my friend's mom come up to me. Oh, are you and Ricky dating? 
I introduced you to your man. I can see that. He, I was like, he, it's, he like it's, not, it's not easy. Like, I get it. No, because a guy's not going to go up to a when girl I'm with if he thinks you guys are like See, but the thing is, if she looked at me, like, I think that well, You're hitting on another girl, and she's going to be like, okay, she's not hitting on a girl with his girlfriend right beside it's, him. It's way harder for me than you. She's yeah. a bad wing woman, though. Like, I'll be like, Danny, that girl's so pretty. Like, go compliment her purse or something. I can go do it easily. Yeah. But I just want to see if she's a never, not a single time. I can. Ever. And I've asked her. I would. Time, I would have last night. So I was ready to help you I last introduced night her to her man. her new, the guy, her new, like part, like whatever we want to call it. Yeah. I introduced them. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we did not meet up with him that night because of me. Sure. You got to be nice. You got to help him out. We got to find this blonde. We got to find this girl. He doesn't need the help. <laughs> um, he is perfectly okay. We are we are nearing the end. I, but this actually is another good one I want to ask. If there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Could be anyone from any point in time. Well, because I would say because um, he's such a good actor, he could really probably get the layers of me down would be Mark Ruffalo. That's a good one. I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like you could... He's probably better looking than me, but he could be like the people the say. Holly. Ricky looks like him. That's my doppelganger. He, oh, really? Yeah. On I don't TikTok. think it. I get I it. I get it. it once a week on TikTok. I don't see it at all. So but yeah, um, solid actor. But if the the kids' years of me, it'd be Fred Savage playing me. Do you know who that is from no. Wonder Years? No. Oh God, I'm way too old. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll just like superimpose the image right here. <laughs> Boom, Fred Savage. Um. So yeah, probably I guess Mark Ruffalo to play play me. Okay, that's like a good that. one. Yeah, that's I like a good that answer. Too. Um, before we do wrap up, what's uh, what's the rest of 2024 look like for you? What do you got on the go on the horizon? Anything you can share? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. We're opening up Prince Street Pizza in Pasadena, Costa Mesa, Arizona, Miami Beach. I'm missing. Um, I'm uh, a couple more. I'm looking at another location at Young and Eglinton in Toronto. And you're bringing all like the water filters with it. Yeah, of course. Um, and the and Mexican then Ir- Coke. And then, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then um, and then Irv's Burgers, I'm expanding as well. We're opening up uh, Irv's in, uh, I guess, Pacific Beach. Another one in Las Vegas. Um, Newport Beach opens next month. We're going to have a big leap day party for oh, the opening F-F-F-29, of yeah. Irv's Burgers in, in Newport. Um, and so you, I know you, you mentioned Pizza Day before. Pizza Day is uh, March 14th, right? February 9th. February 9th. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? I thought it was Pie Day. Is Pizza Day. National Pizza Day is February 9th. Okay. Oh, so that's like right now. It's like two days, three what? days. Should we release this on February 9th? It's five 9th? days away. We're releasing. We're going to release this now for this. Yeah, it was it's Pizza Day. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it's like, it makes, makes sense. so much sense. Though. Makes yeah. so much sense. Um, but yeah, and now that it's the end of the episode, I know nobody's probably listening, but go to Prince Street Pizza at Front Street. I love it. Sure. I know, <laughs> we usually do this. They are part. listening. Um, they are listening. Again, I, this is a complete unrelated one. What do you do in your spare time, your free time? Like, what are, what are your hobbies? My kids. Kids? Yeah. I well, I play hockey. Still? Yeah, Good I play you. twice a week. Oh I, fuck! Uh, so, I I play hockey twice a week. I play uh, semi-professional ball hockey. Wow, good for you. Yeah, in California, and then I. Um, do you ever uh, go to like one of those ball hockey like Olympics? Like, like Team Italy or something? No, I haven't been selected. To, I'm not <laughs> Italian. I'm not. I don't have an Italian passport yet. Okay. Um, I know they're pretty easy to get though. Yeah. So, um, I do jujitsu's jujitsu in the morning. I do, and I play hockey, and then I uh, and I work out for my like that's what I do for myself. But really, all I have time is for my Kids. family of my business, creating the culture there, and then my and my family. Can I ask a question? Unrelated, but it has to do with hockey. 
if you're in LA and you're going to watch, a, like you want to go watch a hockey game, where are you going? Kings. What do you mean, Los Angeles Kings? Staples no, Center. No, no. They like won more you Stanley go to a Cups bar and, and watch hockey. Oh, a bar. You oh. want to go? Like, you're, you're. I'm, I'm in LA. There's I'm the in greatest. LA. It's just called the smallest sports bar in America. I just saw that on TikTok, and it's called this morning. Sparkies. It's a small sports bar in America, and it's in Malibu. Do you know why it is? Because I bet just because you posted something about it recently, and I said it out loud, and then that's why I showed up on my TikTok. Because I was in LA last May, and it's least we're in playoffs. So I go to the concierge at our hotel. I'm like, where can I go watch a hockey game? And he goes, mm. I have friends so in Santa Monica. I'm like, sports bar. Like, what's your favorite local? sports I didn't want to go to like Santa Monica. It's impossible. There's one. Yeah, there's spot. not a lot of good sports bars in. There's LA. there's one spot. But Sparky's, a small sports bar in America, is the best. I own it. <laughs> I love that. Um, Subtle plug. <laughs> I own it, and you should go there. So everyone who's listening, go to Sparky's, the smallest sports bar in America. Then you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. This is actually a yeah, lot of fun. Th- Lawrence, you're, you are a great guest. You're oh, a phenomenal you. guest. Because I brought pizza. No, that, 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 that like, was you great. You know we're off to a good start. But just you're a great storyteller. You're very well spoken. You've got a lot of charisma, and like you're just. I feel like you're just a really good person too. Awesome, man. I really appreciate you guys I've having me. I've had Prince Street in New York. And it tastes even better here. Like I, that's yeah. what people are saying. Everyone in Toronto is saying that Prince Street tastes better in Toronto. I got another random question. Do you ever use ranch for your pizza? Oh, you no. know the answer to that. Yeah. Okay. No. Just, just, just checking. Yeah. Literally, only thing. Uh, so, no but again, ranch. I, again, I know those are the uh, rules, but again, I'm asking so him. Personally. I wanted to do. I want to do. I want to develop a like a creamy sauce in in Toronto because I know. Canadians love dipping and I you know we have a great vodka sauce that you can dip our pizza in and even the marinara you can dip it in and we offer that um, but I do want to create like a, a creamy uh, sauce a that creamy we call garlic but yeah like a cream no like a creamy yeah. garlic technically yeah. yeah like a good creamy garlic not like a factory so, pizza pizza creamy yeah, garlic. Yeah, there's yeah. um so there's this little Italian restaurant right beside my office called that uh, that Italian restaurant yeah they, no they the Italian something, the Italian restaurant, the Italian spot, something like that. And uh, their creamy garlic, I don't know where they get it from, but their creamy garlic is one of the best creamy garlics I've had. I think it's north of Brooklyn, but they create like a black garlic sauce. And it's really good. And it doesn't make you feel like, you know, sometimes when it's like so garlicky that it just like stays yeah, just, on you for ages, it what, doesn't feel like that. What's your favorite What's your favorite pizza in, in um, right now, Toronto? Yeah. I love Fourth Man in the Fire. But I haven't had Badiolis yet. Oh, you haven't? No. So oh. I can't. I can't. Because apparently that's the best. Not Prince Street? No. Prince Street. Oh, it Hello. is Prince Street. Sorry. Okay. Come on, Danny. That's Prince Street. I just had it right now. Prince Street's my favorite. <laughs> Prince Street's my favorite. Brand I, no, no, no. I tell everybody, like, Prince Street's my favorite. when I first did all the PR in Toronto, the, um, I said, like, Toronto's got a great pizza scene. I said, Badiali, probably be a top pizza, 10 pizza in any city in america north like, of brooklyn actually right. rated higher in dave portnoy's one bite pizza review was it rated higher than yeah. no but batty alley was the no batty alley was no. the highest north of brooklyn rated higher no it was oh, 8. by portnoy, 1, was it? By by portnoy? Way, just so you know uh prince street pizza was an 8.6 yeah which is way higher than anything way higher than any of it so, yeah. <laughs> think, my favorite pizza in the city is uh it's prince from street. this it's from this no it's actually not prince is my number two it's from this place in vaughn it's um it's called chowroma no, it's uh, it's called the Liorti House. We make our own pizzas in the summer. We got a wood oven, pizza oven. So that's uh, I got, obviously I'm biased, but just like I love pizza. You own that company, right? It's my family house. 
Like my, we have. No, I know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I meant you own that company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah, that, that's mine. Do you know what though? There's days where it's really bad there too. Like the first pizza of the year, the first and second pizzas of the year, like the sessions are shit. I heard it's a little soft. The dough's not crunchy. Yeah, well, we get our dough. So we get the people we buy the dough from, like import, like the flour from Italy. Everything comes from Italy. Like we they, we have olive oil specifically when we you make the pizza. You guys use San Marzano tomatoes? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we do actually. Yeah, so they're only good one month a year. So anybody exactly. tells you they're using San Marzano t- tomatoes, let them know what, that the pizza is only good one month of the year. I don't know the exact month, but... It's literally, if you're actually getting real San Marzano tomatoes. It's only one month of the year that yeah. they're good. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I love it. Lawrence, thanks for coming on, man. This was great. Uh, if people want to find out more about you, Prince Street, everything, where can they go? How can they find you? Um, me personally, my Instagram is BigShot, B-I-G-S-H-O-T. Uh, great Prince, handle, by the way. Prince Street. Great that, that's a whole. How, do you, how old did you, like, when did you get that? That's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> for round two. How often do you come to Toronto? How often do you come to Toronto? Uh, I'd say uh, four, five, six times a year now. Because, well, yeah, and I'm expanding the business through Toronto. Well, so yeah, if you're going to do Young and Ag, I, you're going to come All back. my family's still here. And my, my actually kids love the f- big family we have. We've got a nice summer home. So I'm trying to come more often, hopefully five, six times a year. Okay, so we can get you back on in the, in the future when you're back. So, big at Big Shot, and then Prince Street is Prince Street Pizza at Prince Street Pizza on TikTok, on Instagram, and then off the menu is I think it's just at off the menu. Yeah, at off the menu. And then you had a bunch of others in your handle, but if people want to go, they can just find you there at Irv's Burgers. Any else? <laughs> That's it. Okay, I'm, I'm awful at social media. I mean, I, I miss that. You're on it. You got some stuff. Yeah, sure. And you start. You were a social media guy. Yeah, I guess so. Now nah, just the t- the timing, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I just I do whatever I want to do. I don't give it. I don't really care. Like I should. I really should because it's like you got to listen to Gary Vee. You know what I mean? You should really build your brand <laughs> and do that <laughs> stuff. But I just like I just want to like you know be focus with my kids, focus on my brands, focus on. You no, know, I get it. I get it. So, anyways, yeah, Lawrence, thanks for coming on. This was an absolute blast. I, I love this conversation. We'll definitely get you back on when you're in uh, when you're in town, maybe in the in the summertime or when maybe when Young and Egg opens up or something. Yeah, we should do it in, in Young and Egg inside I, I, location. Inside. We and can we do it? Can we get a tour? Yeah, fuck yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it in Young and Egg. Then that's what we'll I do. I just want to see the water. I'm so curious. I well, you I, can I'm get, the most just down the street. You can come and I'll show it to you no, anytime. I am the most like that is the most fascinating thing to me. And I, I'm obsessed with that. I also just I love, love New York, so. I love it. Anyways, again, Lawrence, thank you guys. If you made it to the end, give Lawrence a follow. Give me, Danielle, a follow. And uh, subscribe and stay tuned till next week's episode. Bye. Cheers. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every eye.